0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show, joining you every single day at 8am UK time. I hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well, and I'm hoping that you can see me pretty clearly um, as well. Uh, do let us know in the chat box how the stream and the feed is. Uh, I'm also going to try and watch it myself. Oh, without, oh, it's looking actually okay. Okay, seems like you can see me, which is good. Um, <laughs> we've had so many issues with the internet over the last few days, but Sky, I finally fixed things, it seems, and, uh, and it's looking good. So thank goodness for that. I so would not have liked to, to miss out on any more uh, episodes because of a poor stream. Um, but yeah, it was... It wasn't looking, arguably it did improve me, as a lot of you did point out in the chat box, very kindly of you to point out that a blurry face apparently improves my looks. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, it's now back and fixed and you can all hide away behind the sofa again. But good morning to all of you in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Peenie Ween, uh, Matt G, uh, Guna, 0411, uh, Manu, Tom Sabo joining us very early in the morning. Uh, Kanu, good morning to you. Ruben. Um, Zander, Jose, Stevie, Vladimir, see, the, the commitment of you guys. And thank you, by the way, for all the really nice comments when I did post uh, that there was going to be no show yesterday. Apologies for that. Um, But because of the, all of the issues and because I knew that it wasn't going to be fixed till the afternoon because Sky told us, um, I didn't want to do another show where you're just were looking at my blurry face, to be honest. So we took a day off and uh, it was good. Spent far too much. A blue water uh, played far too much. Dying light too, and but uh, other than that, it was a good day off, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. But we're back to it, uh, and uh, yes, also the haircut got sorted too, which is always a positive as well. Uh, Jabu says, just wanted to go get a haircut. <laughs> That's all that it was. That's all that it was. Let's um, crack on now. As always, please do go subscribe to the Arsenal way. The boys did fantastically well with their show yesterday, uh, and thank you Bailey as well for covering me. Uh, whilst my internet has been absolutely awful, um, but thank you for that. There's some really good stuff that you can go and watch. Um, a good chat between uh, Bailey and Josh, kind of looking at the seriously the serious kind of transfer contenders. Uh, Joao Felix as well being chatted about too is a really good piece on that. And of course, yesterday's 9:30 show, which I'll be back for this morning. So do go over and subscribe. We're on 9.6 subs now over there, less than 400 away from hitting that 10K. So there you go. And uh, Mafia Boss, good morning to you. See, I spotted it. (laughs) I spotted it as well. Um, Let's crack on, though, with the first story, and that is that last night Arsenal's under-23s were unfortunately knocked out on penalties by Middlesbrough in the PL Cup. Uh, Amari Hutchinson got an equaliser in the 89th minute, but it was actually him that missed the penalty in the penalty shootout after extra time that cost Arsenal their place in the competition. But they went really far, uh, as they did in uh, in the Papa John's trophy as well. They're a team that is getting better every year. We've got more exciting kids coming through. It's certainly one to keep your eyes peeled to And uh, by the end of the month, we will, of course, have um, our next update on the youth team too to be looking back at March and the end of uh, February as well with Kev from Next Generation Arsenal. So make sure that you're tuning in for that at the end of the month and you're subscribed for that content. Now, it's been confirmed that Jamie Vardy will be out for a number of weeks, meaning that he will miss Arsenal's game against Leicester on Sunday, which is good news for Arsenal because Jamie Vardy has a habit of scoring against Arsenal. So thankfully, uh, he will not be available, which means Pats and Daka will most likely take over that role. and Nacho of course, too, uh, who are both looked at as kind of the future of Leicester's attack. But it's positive news for Arsenal. Not so much for my fantasy team. By well, saying that, you know, I don't care. I'll just transfer him out. <laughs> I brought him in a couple of weeks ago. He was always going to get injured as per. Um Looking forwards to this new name, certainly a new name on my radar, Reyes Cleary, uh, who is a 17-year-old striker who plays for West Brom's under-18s under, under 18s and, more recently, the under-23s. Of course, Arsenal signed Sosa from West Brom. We've got good relations with their youth side. Uh, and Cleary is certainly a player to keep your eyes on. He's already been called up once to the West Brom senior side at 17 years of age. He was on the bench for their 1-0 win, over reading but he scored a ridiculous amount of goals so far seven goals in uh sorry 10 goals in seven under 18 games he's then moved up at 17 years of age and scored seven goals in 11 under 23s matches this season in school including i mean in the under 23s he scored five braces um two goals against leicester spurs fulham palace and chelsea Uh, But they couldn't score against the Arsenal under-18s. But it got a hat-trick against Boroughs under-23s. Could have done with him playing last night, ironically, um, in the PL Cup game. But uh, he supposedly is interesting. Arsenal and uh, Bayern Munich are another club that have not uh, allowed their interest to wane in the 17-year-old centre-forward either. So keep your eyes peeled and red. Clear it. Now, Serge Gnabry, you may have seen over the last 48 hours links to uh, our former German international now at Bayern Munich. Of course, he put up this picture on Instagram, which caused a little bit of a fuss and an interview uh, that he did with Pro Direct Soccer uh, with Chunks uh, it, back in 2019 was also released where he speaks about how he'll always be a gunner. And of course, we know at the moment that his contract situation is a little bit problematic and there's 50 basically sky Sky sports feel that it's a 50 50 chance whether or not he will sign a new deal with Bayern or not Uh, Arsenal needs certainly to be in there and Arsenal need to be in the running to try and bring Gnabry back if that is the case however what I would say is that if Gnabry is set to leave Bayern and if Arsenal were to go in for him surely that would mean that Nicolas Pepe's future probably would be up and that with Gnabry coming in, that'd be far too much competition on that right wing uh, position or anywhere in that front four to be a front of three, I suppose rather better and more accurate because you think that Arsenal are going to bring in at least two strikers unless they consider Serge Gnabry someone who could play there. But I think that Gnabry will be a player that if he does leave, Arsenal will be all over that one. And they have good reason to, because he's got that affiliation with the club as well. Um, now, Alexandre Lacazette is a player who (laughs) just creates debate at this stage, and I really don't know what's going to happen. I really was absolutely 100%, I suppose 99.9% certain, he was going to be leaving when his contract expires at the end of the season. But there's been so many pieces of information dropping that Arsenal and Arteta would be open to the idea of renewing his deal for an extra season or two. But what's interesting is that Juventus are now said to be uh, linked with a move to Laka. We know what happens when Juventus get involved in Arsenal transfers. They tend to win, unfortunately. Uh, And that goes for Renato Sanchez as well, who is also being linked with a move to Arsenal. But uh, Juventus are very much in the running to sign him. But Lacazette... We know that Leon wants him. Jean-Michel Alas, the Leon president, has already said that he wants to try and bring Lacazette back to the club. Arteta hasn't closed the door to Lacazette regarding a new deal, Um, but now Juventus has said to want Lacazette to back up Dusan Vlaovic, ironically, at the old, uh, I was going to say the old lady stadium, but it's not called that anymore, Um, at the Allianz Stadium, of course. So, yeah, it's a frustrating one that we don't really know what's going to happen. I still feel very much that Arsenal should move on. In my mind, we should move on to uh, new forwards, bring in two strikers and go to that next stage. But you can't underrate the Lacazette's kind of influence on the dressing room and how he's like with the young players and the experience he brings to the team. So is it worth keeping him for that as well as backup in the striking role? We'll have to wait and see. But as I said, Renato Sanchez, who was linked to Arsenal, also being linked to a move now to Juventus and has impressed a lot this season. I'll hold my hands up. You know, injury-wise, he's been able to stay pretty injury-free and he and Jonathan David have been a brilliant pair uh, and Sanchez has definitely stepped up his game this season. He's expected to move on in the summer as well. Leal aren't expected to keep hold of David or Sanchez uh, and there'll be plenty of teams vying for both their signatures in the summer. Now, my colleague um, and contemporary, I should say, uh, Simon Collins, wrote a fantastic piece. You may have seen yesterday over on the Evening Standard. If you haven't yet watched/read uh, it, I absolutely uh, recommend that you do go and give it a read because it's a fantastic piece where he kind of talks about the the togetherness, the morale, the atmosphere, uh, the mentality of the Arsenal dressing room, and I mean. It's unsurprising that Mikel Arteta has been able to elevate kind of the atmosphere around the dressing room, not only by moving out characters that weren't necessarily beneficial to the dressing room. And I don't think we can really put Abamyang in that crowd necessarily because, you know, he was very well liked. All the players got on with him very well. Professionally, there was always going to be questions there. But I think it was more so other players in the group we already know about. Uh, you know, Mateo Genduzzi, et etc. But we've moved out some big players. We've moved in some really good mentality in the in the form of Ramsdale and Ben White and Martin Odegaard and these players. Tommy Asu, of course, two disciplined players. Lukonga has been a captain at Anderlecht. Leaders within this group. And Arteta's cultivated a side that is going places. And so if you haven't read Simon Collins's piece, go onto his Twitter uh, and you'll be able to find it because it's a fantastic read. You should definitely go and check out. And uh, lastly, um, my colleague at Football.London, Chris Wheatley, reported that Arsenal are uh, looking at two strikers, a uh, backup right-back and a central midfielder. The four signings that Arsenal will be looking to prepare themselves for in the summer. Now, these are the four that I would go for. Uh, I would go for David and Schick, as you all very much well know uh at right back although he looks very much likely to move to Barcelona at this stage and Yuri Tillemans because Fabian Ruiz despite my liking of him just does not seem keen on a move to Arsenal with reports to believe coming out of Italy I think Tillemans would certainly get a fresh lease of life at Arsenal I know he's not had the best of seasons this year at Leicester but I do think that he would be unleashed at a brand new club but there are Other options out there, you know, we've got the Isaacs, the Calvert-Lewins of this world in midfield. You've got players like Ruben Neves that we've been linked to as well, Tyler Adams, Florian Neuhaus at Gladbach. You know, there are a number of options out there that Arsenal could move for. But I am leaning a little bit more towards the players that progress the ball forwards and are a little bit more forward-thinking than, say, the the Ruben Neves is and uh, arguably the Fabian Ruizes, because I want to see that left central midfield position elevated to a, a level where we're seeing it not as... I don't think you'll be able to get someone as good as, say, Bernardo Silva and in that role, playing alongside Kevin De Bruyne. And I wrote about this the other day, about how Kevin De Bruyne can be a bit of a template for Martin Odegaard and then we need to partner Martin Odegaard with someone who can go forwards. I don't think that person is Emil Smith-Rowe. I like Emil Smith-Rowe in the left-forward kind of position, that left-wing position. I'd rather see us bring someone in to play next to Martin Odegaard and give us a bit more going forwards. And then, you know, party holding the Conga plan as that backup option as well. So I, I just think there are options out there that could allow us to accentuate that position a little bit more than it already is for Arsenal. But there is always going to be that debate whether or not we would lose control without Granite Xhaka's presence. And we need someone that can also do that as well that completes all of the news for today which means we're not going to move to your questions in the chat box so if you do indeed have any questions we're going to be going through those now if you haven't done so already though please drop a like on the video i'm also going to throw a poll into the chat box uh and that poll is going to be is for first team signings and i do include backups by the way so first team being you know the right back backup Um, I suppose there's more let's say is four signings enough for next season so if yes vote yes if no comment where else you would also strengthen add that into the chat box sorry this isn't very exciting is it when (laughs) I (laughs) when I'm typing things out and you're sitting there hurry up and get the poll in there Tom Right, the poll is there let's go to your questions then in the chat box okay let's jump to you guys in the chat and see what you guys are saying Mogos says how about the Felix link Uh, do you think he wouldn't fit the system or is he unattainable I don't think he's unattainable I think Arsenal would be able to go and get him the issue is, where does he play in the current system? Because if we're playing a 4-3-3, I'm not sure that he can play that lone striker role. He's always really played in a two at Atletico Madrid. He's not necessarily led the line by himself all that much, all that successfully. Even up in the Portuguese national side, he's often playing off of Ronaldo or playing off of Andre Silva if Ronaldo's not there. So I think that you would need to play him in a two-striker system or play him behind the striker, But then what do you do with the formation? Because then surely you're changing the formation to Zralfelek. So I'm not sure that it works. Terry says, the only issue with Tillemans is he's very right-footed. Could you see that as an issue since he would be on the left? He is my favourite centre midfielder as well. Arguably, because Mikel Arteta does like a left-footer. But what I would say is that we've seen Laconga play that left centre midfield role really well in certain fixtures already this season. Think about when he, Smith-Rowe and Nuno Tavares combined against Watford and Aston Villa and Leicester. He still and and Brighton to be fair, even though we didn't win that game, he was very good at playing the ball out to the left flank. So it doesn't necessarily need a set a left-footed midfielder, but it's certainly something to consider. And you're worth raising that point. Mad G says, if we lose Lacker and Eddie, sign two strikers in the summer. Do you send Balagan out on loan again? I'm not sure. It's a it's a really worthwhile thing to consider though, Matt, because is he going to get enough minutes if we're in Europe possibly? Coming off the bench, I mean, you look at Nketiah, he's getting enough minutes, but if we sign two strikers, you would think that it would be one or the other or both. I, I think that what's helping Balogun get even more chance is the fact that he's playing slightly left of striker at Middlesbrough, which opens up the opportunity for him to maybe play in more positions from the bench, maybe come on as a sub for Smith-Rowe or Martínez to give us a little bit more bite and attack. I think there would be opportunities for him, but it's a fair argument to raise that maybe we should going into um marcus says is four enough does this not depend on if we are in europe i think we can pretty much imagine that it's going we're going to be in europe the next season touch wood um be it champions league or europa with the way that things are going interesting that 132 of you have voted 67 percent of you are saying yes it is enough so far no 33 or 36 percent it was at that time um Interesting to see it so split and uh, quite measured as well to see that so many people think that four would certainly be enough for the season. Uh, Gogo says, uh, my four signings will be Tillemans, Isaac, Schick and Tyler Adams. So two central midfielders and two forwards there. Uh, Drew says, Mazraoui, Kessier, Azpilicueta, Christensen, all gone on threes. Barca seem rampant in this market. It's just something that they're doing really, really well. They know that they can put themselves ahead of the queue regarding so many other clubs when they're signing free players because they're Barcelona. So why wouldn't they be able to do that? Um, It makes the most sense. So it's actually a little bit of smart business, finally, from Barcelona, although rather annoyingly. Uh, Let's go to Jean, who says, I would like us to sign Rashford. Uh, If he is not too expensive, I think he would flourish and in an environment where everybody thrives and he can score goals. We obviously discussed the whole Rashford story a couple of days ago. I put a piece out about this. Myself, Bailey and Chris all debated this point. I think that people write him off um, to be honest, too quickly. Whilst I think there are concerns about whether or not Rashford would be the right type of player for Arsenal, I do think to, to say, no, he's not for me, I think probably too quick and it is worth a longer discussion about whether Rashford would add something to Arsenal. Marcus says, Sky cloned Tom. The, the real Tom would never compliment injury, Sanchez. <laughs> Very true. But you you should remember that, you know, we remain grounded. We can hold our hands up when players are playing well, and he certainly is. Uh, Ham Dizzle said, though, definitely not enough for signings. We need a minimum of four just to keep the team competitive. Also need a backup right back, two more midfielders and a backup goalkeeper. Um, We've already signed the backup goalkeeper, to be fair, because Matt Turner's coming in. I suppose I should have said that, really. He's already, he's not part of the four, but he's already coming in. Uh, Leopold says, Tom, what are your thoughts on the red shorts? I've seen a lot of people hating it, but I think it looked okay. Look, it looks okay, There's nothing wrong with it looking okay, but it's not Arsenal. I like Ajax's kits. I like a lot of red kits, to be fair, but red shirt and white shorts is what Arsenal is. So you can like the red shorts, but you can also turn around and say, we shouldn't play in it because it's not Arsenal. Arsenal is red shirt, white sleeves, white shorts. And then the socks are a bit back and forth. Like you can have white socks. I kind of like the hoops though. Um... The hooped red and white socks, I think they're fine, but Arsenal is definitely white white shorts. You should never we, we shouldn't be playing in red sh- uh, shorts. And the reason why it was done, and my colleague Kai Karnat broke this news that look, it's commercial, and apparently Adidas testing the waters to see if it's something they would do in the future. I hope they don't because it goes against kind of the Arsenal. It goes against the Arsenal moulds, is what it does. So uh, I would stick. Uh, Graven Birch looks like he could be moving to Bayern Munich, Manu, at the moment. So uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up about Graven Birch right now. Uh, let's get the likes up in the chat box, people. There's 576 of you watching. Thank you so much for rejoining me after a day's break. Ali says, I know we probably should avoid more inexperienced players, but what are your thoughts on Portuguese midfielder Mateus Nunes at sporting was lovely against Man City despite the 5-0 defeat? He's a player that I've not seen all that much of. I haven't been, been able to watch Sporting this season. A couple of seasons ago when I was watching Pedro Goncalves, really exciting stuff. But yeah, I am not. I haven't seen too much of him, but I hear people rave about him. He's someone that I need to do a little bit more research on, clearly, before I come into. Uh, and that's the youngster we, we should arguably sign, clearly. Uh, <laughs> uh Sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, mate. I'm going to go with Cat Leho. Uh, that's probably all wrong. <laughs> but says, it really depends on how many players we will release. But personally, we should at least bring in seven so that we can alternate the squad when the players rest for the Champions League. Is there not arguments that we've got players coming through that we should consider? Should we not be thinking about integrating Charlie Petino? Should we not think about Brooke Norton Cuffey? Should we not think about Omar Rekic, William Saliba? Could we not think about uh, Salah Redin, Balogun coming back? Do we not think about those players as well when we think about the players that we should be signing or not signing? There's an argument I think that we need to consider that those players too should be thought about and that we could probably get away without necessarily signing those players at the same time. Um, and then replace certain positions in the squad with those youth to allow more of a route to the first team. Uh Maximus says, Hi Tom, why does Stan Connemore recommend us to ditch Mikel Arteta and go for Patrick Vieira? Seems absurd considering how the project is progressing. Can't I've really listened to what Stan Collymore has said of late. Um, not seen anything on that line. I don't know why you saw that. I'm just googling it now. Uh, two days ago in the mirror, Stan Collymore suggests Arsenal should be. I'm not dismissing what Arteta is doing. I asked him to prove he could get Arsenal into the top four, and with three games in hand and superior points on their rivals, he's looking good for that. But I'm convinced that Saka, Smither and Gabriel Martinelli would all learn more about heart, desire, and winning with ruthless efficiency in a week under Vieira than they would in three seasons under the Spaniard. Um, I, I mean, sure, I, I think that's a really weak argument. Like, understand what Vieira is. Understand what he he was for Arsenal as well. And of course, if you look at the mentality of Vieira at Arsenal, and it was unrivaled. But Mikel Arteta, in three seasons, has overhauled the entire mentality of Arsenal. Arsenal used to be a side that were weak, you know, that a side that would just break. Even at the start of Mikel Arteta's tenure, they were, and and into last season as well, they would just break and fall apart. It's Arsenal are changing a lot, and it doesn't happen. You say, you know, I think it goes to show why Stan Collymore hasn't really ventured into any of this kind of field because he's speaking from the perspective of a player that's just looking at another player and what they represent in Vieira. But without knowing what it actually takes to kind of turn a team around, without knowing what it takes to how long it takes to kind of massively change the mentality of a group, you you need you need to be in that job. And you need to understand that more, and I think we're seeing that under Mikel Arteta as well. The fact that people are still kind of at this stage questioning whether or not Mikel Arteta is doing enough to change Arsenal is staggering, really, because the evidence that so much has changed is so overwhelming in Arteta's favour by this point that it's it just comes across as a bit of a agenda-driven point to try to drive reaction, and it's got one. So you know, I guess it succeeded. Um, Benji says I actually hope we give more academy players chances need to see the likes of Hutchinson Salahuddin Cottrell and Flores touch the field hopefully in meaningless European nights King says Tom how about Calvin Phillips from Leeds if Leeds go down Calvin Phillips is certainly going to be one of those players that people are looking to bring in along with Rafinha uh, in the summer transfer window you can be sure of that Zana says if we are bringing back up right back does that mean the club will be looking at offers for Cedric I think if a club come in with an offer for Cedric and it's you know Gives us some money. I think they will consider it, especially with us looking at possible right backs and the possibility of Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through the ranks as well. Sarvik says we are almost an Everton and Abbamiang in 1819 from there to here. It's all Mikel. His contribution is unquestionable. I, I absolutely agree with you. It takes some real stubbornness to you know to be banging the Arteta out drum still at this stage. I think to be banging that drum. And and I'm not saying look, I'm not saying that you can't be on the fence you can absolutely be on the fence and you can be waiting until the end of the season to make a judgment. And I know a lot of people are quite fairly doing that because we could still finish sixth or seventh. Like we could still do that. Things could still collapse. That's fine. But if you're banging that Arteta drama now and saying he should be gone, we should sack him right now. I, I just can't get my head around where that comes from besides it being personal. And it can only be personal in the sense that you're not comfortable with really being wrong. Um, and being wrong is fine. I saw a great... I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but a lot of you will know Chris Carpenter. He does a at wonderland. Um, he put a really good thread up about how he was kind of... You know, how Mikel Arteta has changed his mind. And he got so much stick in the comments because you've got the... Unfortunately, there are idiots at every end of the spectrum. You've got idiots that are, you know, very much abusive and towards Arteta. And you've got equally the kind of the end of the spectrum if anyone kind of turns around and says I want to change my mind about Arteta and they're going to attack them for changing their view so you have get idiots at every end of the spectrum but he tweeted saying the great thing about being a level-headed well educated and rather uh, uh, a rational individual is that you have the ability and self-awareness to hold your hands up and admit you could be wrong with that said here's a thread of Mikel Arteta this season he talks about the togetherness the youth the signings the big decisions that have been made trimming uh the squad as well like a for instance adapting and learning from the mistakes of the past and the unity between the club and the fans along with the entertainment as well it's a really good thread i definitely suggest you go and check it out in fact i'll leave a link to it in the uh in the live chat description as well so you can uh, you can go and check that one out so there you go that's now in the chat fingers crossed it should be um give it a read let's scroll down a bit more uh, catello says Cat <laughs> says Talol Tom, great, try pronouncing the name, uh great attempt, fair uh, for a minute, it sounded like a player Arsenal should sign, love your shows. Give me the phonetics, mate, and I can always improve. That's all I'd say. Give me the phonetics, as in the sounds of how you actually like, spell it out, how it sounds, rather than uh, what it actually is. Uh, King says Tom is Rashford good enough on and off the ball to play for Arteta. He walks around the pitch. Do you not think we're looking at him this season as a player that's just dis- like the same is kind of like Yuri Tielemans this season? That's just not really that interested in what's going on and uh, is is under not under the weather under the weather, but he's just not happy when a player is not happy they're not playing well so is it a fair representation of what we're seeing right now of what they could do for arsenal i'm not sure that it is and i think you'd have to go back and look at previous seasons to try and find that uh, afc west mids uh, uh, says i know it's just one example but look at the assist Arteta had he knew what he, he knows what he wants and what to do he has a clear vision and if it can transpire into the players we can look to win the 23 24 season that would be a big, big achievement. <laughs> that would be unreal. Uh, Byron says, Tom Arteta isn't perfect. No, he absolutely isn't. He's, he's so far from perfect. He's got a lot of things to improve on. Um, he continues by saying, but anybody with a footballing brain can see how he is making us a better team. Uh, Neil says, players leaving. Laka, Eddie, Elneny, Ganduzi, uncertain and is Ter- going. Mavropanos, four will be light if we are in Europe. Will it be? Four coming in and the youth players coming through. I'm not sure it would make us light, to be honest. I'm not sure we would be light at all. Saliba coming back as well. There's another player coming in. You're technically calling it five. Matt Turner's coming in. That's six. Um, you know, Austin Trusty, but I think he's going to be going on loan. And you've got other players coming back from loan as well. I think that people maybe forget about it. I mean, if Reece Nelson's coming back, we don't know what's going to be happening with him at this moment in time. Uh, Other players that are out on loan, Bellerin, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Pablo Marie, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Maitland-Niles, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Balogun coming back as well. You know, there are players out there that are coming back from their loans that still do need their futures decided. That's for sure. Matthew says, Tom, Pepe, extend the deal or sell. It depends on who you bring in. If you can bring in someone better, then do it. If you can't, then protect the value. I think it's as simple as that. Um, Clear away, Dave says, nice to see you fully pixelated. Thanks, mate. I'm glad to be back and that you can actually see the intricacies of this ugly mug. That's that's how I would describe it. Uh, Edwin says, Tom, realistically, how many points will we get from Leicester, Liverpool and Villa? I think if we can get through next week, we say five points. I'm looking for six, Edwin. I think if we want top four, we have to beat Leicester and we have to beat Villa. The Liverpool game, anything from that game is a bit of a bonus. If we get a point, it'd be a brilliant result. Because Liverpool are far and away, in my opinion, the best team in the league. And I think that Manchester City are very, very fortunate to be kind of the points ahead that they are. Because I think that Liverpool are, in my view, the best team in the league right now. So that's going to be very, 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 very tough. So I'm looking for six. Uh, I want to win against Leicester. I want to win against Villa. No matter how hard that may be, I think we can do it. Benji says, I wouldn't touch Rashford with a 10-foot pole. The pressure on him would be immense with our fans. I don't know whether he'd flourish. Manu says, could it be possible to estimate their values next time you do a youth loan report? Matt Smith, Ballard and Clark all must have an excellent loan so far. We must be able to get good money. Well, Clark is with Hibbs now for an 18-month loan deal, so he'll be there for next season as well. We can break that at any point in the summer or in the winter, but I don't think we will. Ballard, you know, he's doing decent, but he has been injured for a bit as far as I'm aware. I think he's missed a fair few games. Let me have just a quick look at daniel ballard but i thought he missed quite a few games through injury but he might be back to be fair he has now scored as well i didn't see what he scored he scored oh he scored well early in the season november um yeah but he had knee surgery but he's only just come back into the first team squad and kept two two clean sheets to be fair to him although he did only play 45 minutes did he come off in that game he did come off that's a concern he came off at halftime. So hopefully he's not injured, but I don't know whether or not he is. Maybe he was just having a tough time with it. Um, yeah, we have the two break clauses, as I said. Uh, Thracian, surely Rashford and Telemann's attitude can be questioned if they're not interested this season. Look, it happens with players, mate. Players don't necessarily play as well when they're, they're not in a place that they want to be. They go elsewhere and they flourish. It's, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. There's always going to be examples where that doesn't happen, but I wouldn't judge them based on this season. That's what I would say. Uh, Vinny says, what's the point in sending players to the Scottish League unless it's Rangers or Celtic? The league quality is terrible. I think because there's opportunities there to play in a league with oppositions that are necessarily higher than that of League One. Um, so you send Harry Clark to the Scottish League. He goes up against Celtic. He goes up against Rangers. Uh, I think there's opportunities to play against higher quality opposition in the Scottish League as well. Um, compared to, say, League One, that where he would probably would have been, anyway, over the cha- over League One, or I don't think he would have got into the championship. You look at Tyrese John-Jules, you know, the Scottish League can be a really good place to get experience playing against teams that are more accessible to get more minutes, and other teams where, you know, you're going to be off the ball for a long period of time and need to defend. So I think it's that kind of contrast between the top and the bottom that clubs look to for a lot more beneficial kind of out output from their players anyway um thank you so much for tuning in uh, we've gone for the half an hour if you're not done and you still want to chat about arsenal i'll be live in an hour's time over on the arsenal way link to the channel is always in the description every day at 9 30 but thank you for joining me do drop a like in the video if you haven't done so already i'll be back this evening uh, i believe and i need to confirm it but myself and fk from Latte firm are going to be having a chat first time we've had a chat together on a channel so it should be quite fun. So I'll make sure to uh, to link you to that. We've uh, we've been chatting and trying to do a bit of a link up for a while, and hopefully we're going to do it tonight. So <laughs> so yeah, uh, fingers crossed. Nobody clipped that. <laughs> that sounded so weird. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you in an hour's time on the Arsenal way, and I'll see you uh, for the show with FK. Uh, this evening have a fantastic day uh, drop a like on the video subscribe if you're new and as always up the Arsenal. it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection Order now on the McDonald's app for your McC delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.